Welcome, everybody, and welcome, fellow patriots. Welcome, fellow deplorables. Welcome, all you dregs of society, rock dwellers, you sycophants and stinkos. You know who you are. You are the ones who always say, God bless America, and mean it. And you're always welcome here, and this is the Conservative Commanders Radio Show. And I'm Rick Trader, coming to you from the MyPillow Studios of the AUNTV Network. And joining me today as my co-host is the President and CEO of Frontiers of Freedom, and that is George Landreth. And George, welcome back to Conservative Commandos. It's good to be here. This is the place to be, that's for sure. Well, it's good for you to be here, George. I appreciate you, buddy. And George, you know, over the last couple of days, some really big news has hit. Some big news about Twitter, some big news about Elon Musk. Looks like Elon Musk is going to buy Twitter. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting that I, you know, I, I kind of thought that they were just going to say no, no, no. But I guess they probably talked to some lawyers who told them that because they have a fiduciary responsibility to the shareholder, shareholders have the right to expect the board to not pursue political objectives, but instead to pursue the financial interest of the shareholders. Mm-hmm. And so buying a stock at an inflated price, which is what he's agreeing to do, is in their interest. Mm-hmm. And so I remember when I first heard they were like, they weren't even to put it up for a vote. I thought to myself, okay, somebody is going to lose a major lawsuit. And, you know, it's going to be in the hundreds of millions of dollars damages that they will have to pay, maybe even billions. And so I guess somebody did the math for him and helped him figure that out because they, for a while there, they were stuck on stupid. Uh, you know, that's not shocking. It's Twitter after all, right? After all, it is Twitter. I know Governor Ron DeSantis was about to sue Twitter. No. Uh, why? Because the public employees of the state of Florida owned um, uh, uh, several million shares of Twitter stock. Yeah. And this, is, this was definitely going to affect them. So Ron DeSantis was ready to take them out. Could take them to court. He, he would have won pretty was, easily. I don't know if that was some sort of a deciding factor. Or there was also rumors of other actions that were going to be taken by other groups or states. But um, hey, they're 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 making a lot of money on this, George. You know, at first he'd offered to buy for forty four dollars a share, which mm-hmm. was like thirty percent over, and and it's probably going to go for more, like fifty four dollars. So no one's going to get hurt by this. And, you know, Elon Musk, one thing I'd like to know is where did he get his money? All his money has is, is been made off a of taxpayer. Uh, well, his initial wealth I think he made in, a, in something called PayPal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you're right. Then he, he took the pro- proceeds from that and began investing and getting, uh, you know, electric cars and space stuff and things like that. And all of those involved a significant subsidy component, meaning that the taxpayers helped yeah. fund and, uh, you know, help the bottom line there. And uh, that doesn't mean Teslas aren't cool cars. It doesn't mean that SpaceX doesn't, uh, you know, isn't cool. Tesla's uh, not made a dime yet. Still losing money. Yeah, but it's but the bottom line is with SpaceX the, does you, the only money SpaceX makes is from government subsidy. Right. Yeah, so that's I think the real the issue. Solar is, City, yeah. you know, Solar City is totally supported by government and state subsidies. 
But anyway, George, could this possibly be the first domino to fall of others in the social media world, uh, others who are looking at the way social media acts, especially acts towards conservatives? And um, might this, as I said, might this be the first domino to fall to bring back free speech on social media? I do think it's probably at least the first one to fall. Whether how many more fall, I don't know. But, you know, if we look at what happened in 2020, just in the weeks leading up to the election, it wasn't just one or two places. It wasn't just Twitter. It was Twitter. It was Instagram. It was Facebook. It was, there was essentially, they all operated as a huge monopoly. And they made sure that anything that was negative about Joe Biden did not see the light of day. And um, people can say, oh, that's not true. People heard about those things that were say, well, you may have heard a few things, but the reality is I've seen polling data in which they went out and asked Democratic voters. So they first question in the poll probably was, you know, did you vote for Joe Biden last November? If they said yes, they'd say, were you aware of the story about the, you know, the laptop? Many of them were not aware, or to the extent they were aware, they were just aware that there was some Russian effort at disinformation. In other words, they'd been lied to. But once they were told what actually is now known, meaning that it wasn't Russian misinformation, it was in fact Hunter's laptop, and the data on that laptop looks fairly unsavory, um, then, then they asked them, would that have mattered to you when you cast your vote? And what they found was about 20 to 25% of the voters said, heck yeah, that would have made a difference. I wouldn't have voted for Joe Biden if I'd known that. So do the math. Even if you accept that Joe Biden, all the votes he got were legitimate, let's say, that, that, let's say you accept that as a fact. There was zero fraud. That by itself would have changed the election outcome. So I think this is a very important uh, issue, and Twitter might be enough to solve the problem because the reason why it worked so effectively in 2020 was they all worked in cahoots with each other, in lockstep. And so basically they could silence you and make it so you couldn't get the word out. It's a little harder to do. Yeah, sure, if you control Facebook, you can limit people, but the reality is there's other avenues that are open and uh, hopefully... Elon Musk will be good to his word, and, and Twitter will become a free speech-oriented forum. Now, to those who say there ought to be some content moderation, I would say, of course, there should be some, meaning you don't have to allow people to, to put up videos that are pornographic. That's not protected speech, anyhow, under the Constitution. You don't have to, for example, allow people to video you know, horrendous crimes and put those up. You know, we're not talking about free speech means you get to do whatever you want, including criminal activity. What we're saying is if you're going to have a political discussion, you ought to be able to say the things that you believe and make the arguments that you believe accurate and present the facts that you have. And if the other side doesn't like them, then they can present theirs. And we'll let the public decide what's realistic, what's real. That's free speech. But I, I hear these people all the time talk about, oh, we're going to have pornography everywhere. First of all, A, there's plenty of pornography out there. Yep. And B, the free speech does not protect obscenity. It has always been 
considered by the Supreme Court to be unprotected speech. George, one of the things that Elon Musk has said, he was going to make the algorithms of Twitter open, open, open uh, access, open resource. If he does that and individuals are able to go on there and find out where they've been shadow banned, where they've been slandered, where they've been libeled by these companies, would they have case to bring suit against Twitter? or the past owners of Twitter, or the past boards of directors of Twitter. Be interesting. Would there be a case there? Um, I'd have to look up to see. I mean, obviously not just because they would have, quote, violated their free speech rights, because the First Amendment deals with private entity. Not free not, speech, not, uh, discrimination. Yeah, I but... Think the, discrimination. But you, right. And also... And also that's, uh, the, that's the point I wanted to make, is, is they, when you signed up, I know when I signed up for Facebook and these other things, I thought I was signing up and I was told I was signing up for an open forum where uh, legitimate topics of debate and discussion could be raised. And or, it didn't or perhaps private information was used without the without right. the owner's use. Yeah, and I signed up on the on on the promise that's what they were providing. It turns out that's not what they were providing. They were lying. And uh, I think that's an important fact. That, in other words, at the very least, they violated their – it was fraud. They committed fraud because they got me to sign up, and, that, and my information is valuable to them because, after all, they use that information to make money. And so they got me to sign up by promising me something they did not pro provide. But I gave them my information, how to contact me, who I was, etc. So, in other words, they cheated me. Yep. Because they got what they wanted from me, but I did not get what they promised me. So I think that would be the basis for it. You couldn't sue them under the First Amendment, but you could definitely no. sue them for violating the agreement that they made with us. They promised us certain things. It'd be like if I, if I came to you to buy a, a car from you, and then you brought me a dozen bananas, I, I, I'd say, wait a minute, I, I, I bought a car, not a dozen bananas. And you can say, well, we, we changed the user agreement. It's different now. You'd be well, like, well, you know, wait a minute. That's, that's called bait and switch. And if you ever bought anything from Alibaba off the Internet, you might have gotten bananas if you ordered a car. But that's, <laughs> exactly. but that's another story. But, uh, well, hey, George, let's get a break in. And then on the other side, we'll let our viewers and listeners know who our guests are for today. But you are listening to and watching the Conservative Commandos Radio Show with George Landreth and Yours truly, Rick Trader, coming to you from the MyPillow studios of the AUNTV network. Void disappointment of future regret. George Wood, I will be right back. And for now, today's show, like all our shows, is being brought to you by the First Amendment and protected by the Second. We'll be right back. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. When I got MyPillow, I'm asleep almost immediately. I stay asleep at night and I wake up more well-rested in the morning. That's why I invented MyPillow. My patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs and helps keep your neck supported and aligned. I'm interrupting this commercial right now. Retailers have canceled my pillow 
and to thank you for your support, I'm going to pass the savings directly on to you. Go to MyPillow.com right now to get deep discounts on all MyPillow products. For example, you can get my premium MyPillows regularly $69.98, now just $29.98, the lowest price ever. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Hello everyone, you all know I'm a kid at heart. Well, here is my new favorite product, Children's Bible Story Go Anywhere My Pillows. What they have, we have the same patented fill, the same Go Anywhere pillow for that comfort and awesome sleep, but now we have stories from the Bible and scenes from the Bible. Look at here, this is the first one. This is where God creates heaven and earth. If you don't know the story, you flip it over. There it is, from day one, all the way to day seven when he rested. I mean, that's awesome, right? Okay, here's the next one. We've got five. We're going to go through all five. What's this one? Can anyone guess? Daniel in the lion's den. All this is, if you don't know the story, there it is. You read the story. You see the scene. It's awesome. Then everybody's favorite or a lot of people's favorites. Can anyone guess this one? Noah's Ark. If you don't know that story, where they seen the land with the dove, there's the story right there. I mean, that's beautiful. That's awesome. Kids love this one. Well, they love them all. But uh, here we have Jonah and the whale. Quite a story. There it is in the back. There's the story. There's Jonah right there. There's the whale. Look at that. Then, where it all began, we got Christmas coming, great Christmas gifts. But then you need to know the story of the baby Jesus, okay? Born on Christmas, there it is. There's the story. I want you all to use your promo code, and you're going to get 50% off. Get all five. Collect all five. They make the best Christmas gifts ever. And once again, we want to welcome you back to the Conservative Commandos Radio Show with George Landreth and yours truly, Rick Trader, coming to you from the MyPillow Studios of the AUNTV Network. And go to MyPillow.com, MyPillow.com. On checkout, please use our promotion code AUNTV. When you do that, a lot of good things happen. Number one, you're going to get... Mike Lindell's great products at a greatly reduced price from 30 to 60% or more. You're going to be helping Mike out. You know, Mike is a true American conservative patriot, and he's been under attack, attacks by retailers and banks and big box stores. Why? Because he believes in America. And when you help Mike, you're helping Mike employ Americans, which is important. And also, again, when you use our promotion code AUNTV, we do get a commission. And that commission allows us to bring on the best guests that we can day in and day out. And hopefully you find them interesting and entertaining. So it comes back to you and win, win, win all the way around. So again, it's MyPillow.com, MyPillow.com. Use that promotion code AUNTV. And for our viewers and listeners who don't like to order online, and I can understand that, there is an 800 toll-free number, 800-797-7893, 800-797-7893. And George, I'm uh, getting over a cold here, and i got to sneeze. So I'm going to turn my camera off for a minute, and I'm going to let you tell our viewers and our listeners who our guests are and the topics for our conversations. Sounds good. 
Well, we've got some great guests. We always do. You know that's how it works here at the Conservative Commandos and on the AUN TV network. And so we're going to start off with Eric Cardall. He is an attorney in private practice. He specializes in a, a variety of, of things, but, but we're going to be talking about one of those specialties, and that is election integrity. There's some important news in Wisconsin, and we'll talk to him about what's going on there, and, and I think it should be a very interesting conversation, because, of course, we're always told that Joe Biden got the most votes ever, and there's no evidence at all that a single one of those votes was ca cast illegally. Um, and, of course, that's kind of a silly position for them to take, but that's the one they take. And then we've also got Frank Vernuccio, and he is the editor-in-chief of the New York Analysis of Policy and Government, and uh, they really look at just whatever's happening here and now in the United States from a political perspective to provide insights as to whether it's a good idea or a bad idea. And we're going to talk with him about uh, a number of, of things, but I think what we really want to look at is, is what's going on, what are the nuclear risks? For the first time in a long time, Americans are concerned about the outbreak of nuclear war. Now, is it because they're crazy and they're just, you know, looking for trouble, to, something to be worried about? Or has Joe Biden mismanaged things so that nuclear war is actually uh, more likely now than it was two years ago? And I think it's the latter, but we'll let Frank answer that question. He's the real expert there. So I'm really looking forward to these conversations. Like I like to say, it'll just be another usual day at the conservative commandos with the best guests on tv and radio all right hey george thank god for the cough button and the ability to turn off my camera <clears throat> again I'm, i've got something that doesn't exist anymore it's the common cold you know through the wuhan flu and all that everything was the wuhan flu other people call it covid19 we call it what it is the wuhan flu but I got one of those things that doesn't happen anymore. I got a cold. But anyway, thank you for that. George, what's on your radar screen today? Well, I thought I saw an interesting um, an interesting piece out there that was arguing that Democrats should embrace being woke in 2022. I hope they do. So they can shift the d debate about how the GOP is extreme. And if they only would accept and embrace wokeism, then they could actually have a big electoral victory in November. And I thought to myself, I got to see where this guy's writing from. It's got to be someplace where drugs are legal. <laughs> because that was the craziest thing I'd ever heard of. Uh, it's just, it's just the, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of like nuts because you don't, you, First of all, being woke is super extreme, right? It's not about the old-fashioned, you know, Democratic Party. We're not talking about the Democratic Party of Harry Truman here. You know, if they were to embrace the Democratic Party of Harry Truman or the Democratic Party of John Kennedy, uh, I suspect that they could do a lot better in elections. But instead, they are running around trying to... Uh, you know, make sure that teachers can uh, not can, but 
are talking to first and second graders and kindergartners about sexual identity and whether they're boys or girls and whether they want to change that, all that kind of stuff. I'm like, that's sick. You know, and they like to make it sound like, oh, you just don't like people who are transgender. It's like, no. If somebody who's completely straight, totally heterosexual, says, I want to talk to your five-year-old about sex, I'd say, you're a sicko. You're a pervert. No. So it's not about what kind of sex. It's about, you don't, anyhow, I just find it crazy. So I think really what it comes down to is the left has lost their mind. And they're now to the point where they think that wokeism isn't as extreme and crazy as it sounds. It's like, no, it's every bit as crazy as it sounds. Can you imagine? I'm, so I actually hope this guy, uh, you know, people listen to him. Because I'd love to see the Democratic Party embrace its true identity. And what I mean by that is, how do Democrats win elections? By votes, lie, cheat, steal, that's how. Well, that's one way, but the other way is they lie to voters. And they tell voters that they're more moderate than they are. And so, uh, you know, know, we saw saw Joe Biden do that, for example. Joe Biden, everyone thought he was the moderate Joe Biden. He was the moderate choice. That's what he told us over and over again when he was accused of having a socialist agenda. He was like, no, come on, you know me, I've been around forever. You know, the whole idea is, you know, they... And you look at Barack Obama. What did Barack Obama do? He steadfastly, with one major exception where he screwed up and got caught on camera saying to Joe the Plumber how he wanted to spread the wealth around, he was very careful in 2008 to sound very moderate. You know, he taught in his debate with McCain, he talked about how he was going to go through the budget line by line and get rid of waste, fraud, and abuse. And he was, you know, he sounded like he was some sort of budget hawk. And this kind of garbage is what they always do, is they lie to the public to get them to believe they're not a bunch of raving lunatic leftists. So I actually like, I, I, I hope this guy gains some traction because the only time they win is when they effectively re- re- tell that. Like, how did Bill Clinton win? By coming across as a new Democrat. He wasn't, in other words, I'm not one of those crazy Democrats that you, you know, voted down last time, like the former governor of Massachusetts, uh, you know, against, what was his name? Dukakis, you know, and so forth. He was a new Democrat. So I, I hope they'll embrace being who they are, which is left wing extremists with totalitarian instincts and not just socialist instincts but socialist policies George I totally agree with you I mean look at look at the election in Virginia the gubernatorial election last November in Virginia as an example I really do think that it was Terry McAuliffe as you love to call him it was Terry McAuliffe who gave the gave the election to Glenn Youngkin when Terry McAuliffe came out and spoke from the heart and mm-hmm. said that parents had no place, no place in picking the curriculum for their kids. Yeah. And then, he, really and then he was asked, did you really mean that? And he was like, heck yeah, I meant that. And he doubled down on it. Talking so. from the heart. He was being truthful. <laughs> you know, he was one Democrat who was being truthful and honest. 
George, I bet in retrospect, if you would ask Terry McAuliffe today, he regrets making that making that comment. Oh well, yeah, and th- and that explains why generally Democrat the candidates aren't truthful about where they really stand on the issues, because they can read polling data too, and they realize the average American ex- isn't a left wing extremist. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be some right winger to think that it'd be a little weird for some stranger to want to teach your five year old about sex. That's kind of like uh, that's a pretty mainstream view. What surprises me, George, you would think by now, you know, I've spoken about this uh, several times. There are three groups in America. There's a 20% on the right that have their mindset, 20% on the left that have their mindset, but there's 60% in the middle, and that 60% generally determines the elections, all right? It is amazing to me that that 60% in the middle, so many of these people, A, either have their heads so stuck in the sand they have no idea what's going on, or they don't remember the lessons, the lessons from from past Democrats, what they said and what they did, like Barack Obama, like Bill Clinton. Don't you remember how you were lied to? Or let's just take. Let's just take the cities right now, and I've been kind of on this tyrant about the cities for a few weeks now. Take, for example, Philadelphia. It's been 72 years, 72 years since the Republican has been elected mayor in Philadelphia. Philadelphia today is a mess. Crimes, drugs, poverty. It's it's really gotten worse, but people keep reelecting the same. The funny thing is, if you ask the lies, it never to deliver. And if you ask the Democrats why it's such a mess, they'll blame Republicans who haven't been in power in 70 years. So it's there's this kind of tremendous disconnect that I think will eventually catch up to them because. And I, I think you see that happening in the uh, Hispanic community. What you see now is the Hispanic community is switching, and they used to be able to. They used to be a, a constituency upon which Democrats could rely, and now it's suggesting that that's not the case. We've seen a number of seats in special elections in the last year that were in traditionally democratically held seats and where the most, you know, the largest demographic group in that particular district are his, Hispanics. They've lost, the, the left lost, and you elected conservatives to those seats. And that, that jives with the polling. So I, I think what we're seeing is a realignment because both what we saw during the pandemic and Without what you might call the Biden pandemic now, because he's created, it's not a medical issue, I understand, it's a policy issue. But So we went through two years of, of uh, COVID pandemic, and now there's the Biden pandemic, which is destroying and crushing the, uh, America. And I think it's going to re-educate some people. They're going to go, wait a minute. Because you know what? You can't, it doesn't matter where you get your news. You can watch CNN. You can watch MSNBC. You know what you can't get away from? The fact that gasoline is incredibly expensive, that your prices on food are going up. Or the fact that when you go to the grocery store, a ton of the shelves are empty. It doesn't matter what Don Lemon, Don Lemon lies to you about you know, at CNN. It doesn't matter what Rachel Madcow lies to you about at MSNBC. You can see these facts. You're living them. 
And so at some point, the, uh, the attempt of the left to lie its way to electoral victory may fail. Let's, I, let's hope. That's my, let's I, there's hope. certainly let's hope, hope for that. Let's hope it, but there's evidence, especially evidence in the past, that they can lie, they can keep on lying, they can keep on lying. The American public has not caught up with them yet. Hopefully well in the future. Hey, George, let's go to break. Uh, we've got a couple of great guests joining us here in Conservative Commando's radio show. I'm Rick Trader. My co-host is George Landreth. And on the other side, we're going to be speaking with R. Cardell. He's an attorney. He's a special counsel for the St. Thomas More Society. We're going to talk about Wisconsin election officials violated election law in April 2022 voting. But that's not the only time they cheated. Don't go away. We'll discuss, discuss this with Eric right after this break. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. When I got MyPillow, I'm asleep almost immediately. I stay asleep at night and I wake up more well-rested in the morning. That's why I invented my pillow. My patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs and helps keep your neck supported and aligned. I'm interrupting this commercial right now. Retailers have canceled my pillow. And to thank you for your support, I'm going to pass the savings directly on to you. For example, you get my six piece towel sets, regular $109.99, now only $44.98. Or my pillow dog beds for as low as $19.99 with your promo code. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm here to tell you about my new product from MyPillow. Towels that actually work. Watch this absorbency test. Here's another towel that we randomly went out and bought. Here's one of my towels with a nice design. I don't know if you can see this, but you could line a swimming pool with this. This is crazy. Get rid of it. Towels that actually work. The new MyPillow towels are exclusively made with 100% USA combed cotton with proprietary technology and with maximum absorbency. They dry you faster and are guaranteed to work. I'm interrupting this commercial right now. Retailers have canceled MyPillow. And to thank you for all your support, I'm going to pass the savings directly on to you. Go to MyPillow.com to get deep discounts on all MyPillow products. For example, you get my dog beds for as low as $19.99 or for a limited time, you can get my six-piece towel sets, regularly $109.99, now only $39.99, the lowest price ever with your promo code. And thank you for staying with us. This is the Conservative Commanders Radio Show with George Landreth and yours truly, Rick Trader, coming to you from the MyPillow studios of the AUN-TV network. And go to MyPillow.com, MyPillow.com, on checkout. Please use our promotion code AUN-TV. You're going to save from 30 to 60% on your products. We're going to make a few bucks that let us share this show and the shows on the AUN TV network, but more importantly, bring you great guests day after day, time after time, like our next guest. And George, please make that introduction. Absolutely. I'm excited to. We're really glad to have back a friend of the show, Frank Vernuccio. He is the editor-in-chief of the New York Analysis of Policy and Government, and he is also the co-host of the Vernuccio Novak Report, and he's the co-host of the American Political Zone. 
That's a program you can see here on the AUN TV network as well. But Frank is, as you can tell, a busy man doing lots of things. And we're glad to have you back, Frank. Thanks for joining us here at the Conservative Commandos. George, it is great to be back with you and Rick. I thought I'd jump in and ask you about, um, you know, this the risk of nuclear war, because I've seen some polling data that suggests that Americans are beginning to worry about that. And I can remember in the 60s and 70s, uh, you know, being in, uh, you know, like in the 60s, the air raid practices at school and, you know. I'm not sure that it would have done a lot of good to, to hide under my desk and, and, and put my hands over my head and put your, you know, knee, your, knee, your head between your knees type thing in, in a nuclear blast. That would protect you from shattering glass and things like that, but probably not from uh, the nuclear blast itself. Um, but then, uh, then those fears kind of went away. You know, we won the Cold War. Um, we started developing some nuclear uh, missile defense, those kinds of things. And I think most people kind of didn't worry about it too much. And now polling suggests that people are now again worried about it. And it seems to me that they're not being nutty, that that worry is plausible. After all, Putin has been not so, what do you call it, um, not so subtly threatening that he might use nuclear weapons. So what say you about this whole thing? Well, uh, in the 1990s, Francis Fukuyama, an author, wrote a book called The End of History, in which he basically said big power competition was over. He made one big mistake. He forgot to send a copy of the book to Vladimir Putin. Darn it. Um, <laughs> well, Biden must have read that book, though. Well, uh, that's my next point, and you're, you're jumping <laughs> so, right to it. Sorry, um, buddy. <laughs> while our enemies in China and Russia, and I am using that word, enemies, let's be blunt about it, uh, have moved ahead rapidly with developing their nuclear forces. China has yeah. doubled and quadrupled its nuclear power. Uh, Vladimir Putin has gone on to all sorts of new high-tech missiles that are meant to evade any kind of defense the West has. The American nuclear deterrent was allowed to slip into obsolescence. Um, you might remember going back to the campaign of Barack Obama the first time he ran, wanted to strip away all American missile defenses. When you look at uh, Joe Biden, Biden, even as the Chinese have massive increases in their nuclear strength and Russia is developing all these new missiles like the one they recently tested called the Satan II, one blast of that, by the way, could destroy a country the size of England. The United States nuclear force was allowed to slip into obsolescence. We are essentially using 1980 technology and 1980 equipment in the 21st century. Now, if somehow or other China and Russia, Iran and North Korea had vanished off the face of the earth, I guess you can make a case for that. Unfortunately, last time I checked my maps and globes, uh, they're still there. And they have every intention of using these things. Vladimir Putin is openly threatening nuclear assault against Ukraine. If you look at the way his movements are going, he is attempting to position his forces after he's finished with Ukraine to invade Moldova. And he will go on from there. From there will be Latvia, Estonia, Lithuania. And he is depending on the threat of nuclear force to deter any Western response to his aggression. The reason he feels confident to do that is because the man is aware that our nuclear force is now second rate. In the first year of the Obama administration, and for the first time in history, <clears throat> the Russians were given the lead in nuclear weapons. 
So not only do they have more weapons, nuclear weapons, they have better nuclear weapons. And any attempt by rational thinkers in the West to catch up is being slammed by the Biden administration. For example, there's supposed to be something called the Nuclear Posture Review, which comes out every couple of years, which looks to say where we are in relation to our potential foes and what we need to do to catch up or at least tread water. The Biden administration, which wants to de-emphasize nuclear weapons, has intentionally delayed the release of its own nuclear posture review because if it came out in public, the American public would be screaming for a radical rebuild of our nuclear forces. The Biden administration has also killed something called the Sea Launch Cruise Missile, which can be a vital part of the nuclear arsenal. We are engaging, and it's about time we had an open conversation about this, in unilateral nuclear disarmament, thanks to the Biden administration. Putin knows this. He sees this. This is his window of opportunity. He's taking it. Yeah, that's it's very frustrating because I feel like some of this, I realize that not all of this is happening directly because of the weakness we showed in Afghanistan. But in general, this idea of weakness somehow promoting America's interests is clearly laid bare as to how idiotic it is. And, and I think you see Putin prepared uh, to expand the borders of Russia again because of what he saw. And interestingly, the very next day after that happened, what were the Chinese doing? They were warning Taiwan, we're coming for you, and they will not be there to help you. You George, can see. it's a one, two, three punch. Punch one. President Biden, immediately upon taking office, ended American energy independence, which gave Vladimir Putin the money he needs to build up his military and prepare for the invasion. Punch number two, step number two. The weakness the United States and the Biden administration displayed in the withdrawal from Afghanistan, which still leaves all of us flabbergasted, was the second step. Step three. When Vladimir Putin put all those forces on the border of Ukraine... And the Biden administration refused to do a damn thing about it, didn't give the Ukrainians the weapons they needed to deter a Russian invasion. That was the third and final step. One, two, three, invasion. Now, if we look at how this is progressing and how Putin's mind works, if in fact he gets away with Ukraine, if the Biden administration continues its unilateral nuclear disarmament programs, that will be one, two, three, four steps, and Putin will feel absolutely free to do whatever he wants in the rest of the world. Yeah, no, I th- and I think China will too. I mean, I, I think the problem is it's, Putin's not going to stop at Ukraine, and China's probably going to start with something like Taiwan, but they probably don't stop there either. Perfect, perfect, perfectly said, George, because China has just basically announced very quietly, that they're building their third aircraft carrier. Now, China already has the largest navy on the planet. Some said because they didn't have aircraft carriers, they weren't as good as our navy, even if they had more ships. Now they're making up that gap. What does the Biden administration do in response? They delivered to Congress a budget which will force the navy to cut ships rather than to speed up and build some ships. This is, you know... 
we have over the years, we've spoken together, talked about policies we agree with or disagree with. This one is insanity personified. The Biden administration defense and foreign policy has no basis in rationality and no basis in fact. You have to ask the uncomfortable question. If Joe Biden was intentionally trying to weaken the United States, what would he have done differently than what he has already done? That's a very, very fair question. And the question itself, I think, is illustrative of the problem. Because, like you said, uh, I don't know how he could have been more purposeful if he'd wanted to be. I guess he could just one day tell Putin, we surrender completely, Uh, we're going to go ahead and um, disband our military and you can do whatever you like. But short of something kind of radical like uh, a preemptive surrender (laughs) uh, announcement, uh, you know, he really couldn't have done anything much different. He's been incredibly weak. One of the things I think is important to acknowledge is that peace through strength doesn't require us to be at war all the time. I sometimes hear friends say things like, oh, but we don't, you don't want to be at war all the time, do you? And it's like, no, that's why I want to be strong. And, and, and I've used this analogy before, but I've noticed I don't live too far from where uh, the Redskins, ha- or excuse me, the commanders now, have their practice facility. And I've looked at crime statistics, and what I found is there have never been any muggings that have taken place outside their practice facility in the parking lot. Now, why do you think that is? Is it because it's really well lit and, uh, you know, the police are very vigilant right there? Or maybe is it because all the football players are big dudes and if you're a mugger, you're looking for an easy target? I'm pretty sure that's what it is, and that's the reason why you want to be have peace through strength, is because you want people to look at you as a nation and say, I don't want any part of that. I don't yeah. want to mess with that. And it's a great point, George, and you've opened an interesting door, because isn't there a consistency between the unilateral disarmament that the left wants to push on us in foreign policy and the unilateral disarmament that they're pushing in terms of defunding the police? The theory, the concept, the idea, the mindset is exactly the same. Oh, if we give away with all the cops, if we open up all the jails, somehow crime will vanish. <laughs> you know, if we do away with our military. You I know, don't think it played out that song, way. The worst song ever written is yeah. that idiotic song by John Lennon, Imagine. Yeah. Where he says, imagine there's no war. You know, well, I can imagine a lot of things. Um, that doesn't mean it's going to happen. If I if I could jump in for a minute, Frank, you know what you were just saying about uh, a few years ago is either Boxer or Feinstein, one of the one of the female senators from from uh, California said, if everybody gives up their guns, the criminals will give up their guns too because that's the only fair thing. Yeah. Remember, remember, I this do is that. Their yeah. <laughs> this is their thinking, gentlemen. Yeah. You know, gun control, it's a fascinating insight. Well, I was, you know, I was just using gun control as an example. I think they yeah. think the same thing with nuclear weapons. Absolutely. Oh, if we right give now. them up, everybody is going to give them up because that's just the fair thing to do. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, if, the, if that's true, then the way the... Um, the way to avoid the, they could have prevented the Holocaust would be for them to all go walk themselves to the... Uh, 
closest uh, concentration camp and volunteer to be interred there. And then when they do that, of course, they wouldn't take them in and they'd leave them alone. That's the problem. They seem to misunderstand evil. I think it was Elon Musk that recently said that wokeism is a mental disease. And, uh, you know, it just doesn't stand up. Forget your politics, liberal, conservative, Democrat, Republican. Their arguments just don't make sense, whether we're talking about foreign affairs or domestic affairs. Yeah, now that's the truth. Well, we are up against the break here, so we'll take a quick break because I know that uh, we've, we're fortunate we can have you around for a second half. So we're looking forward to a lot more good stuff. And uh, just remind to our viewers and our listeners, this is the Conservative Commandos. We, of course, have with us a, a fabulous guest, Frank Vernuccio, and our, your hosts, myself, George Landreth, and Rick Trader. We'll all three be right back, so don't go away. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, inventor of my pillow. Just like you, I had problems sleeping. I tried every pillow out there and nothing worked. 15 years ago, I invented my pillow. It took me two years to develop because I wanted to have everything you would ever want in a pillow. I made sure that you could adjust my patented fill so you could have the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of your sleep position. I also wanted a pillow that would last, so I made my pillow machine washable and dryable. I back my pillow with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Not only that, I do all my own manufacturing in my home state of Minnesota. I really like the fact that it was made in the USA. I think that USA products are a better quality product. I've tried a lot of other pillows, and nothing's worked like my pillow. I'm interrupting this commercial right now. Retailers have canceled my pillow, and to thank you for your support, I'm going to pass the savings directly on to you. For a limited time, you get premium my pillows regularly $69.98, now just $29.98, and that's the lowest price in history. I used to think that sheets were just sheets. I got the Giza Dream sheets. They are the most comfortable sheets I've ever had. The Go Anywhere pillow is so easy to just roll up and take anywhere I want to go. The MyPillow topper for the first time has enabled me to have a cool night's sleep. I'm able to go to bed and just get rest. That's three inches of wonderful that's in the MyPillow mattress topper. It's just like a firm cloud. When I got my pillow, I'm asleep almost immediately. I stay asleep at night and I wake up more well-rested in the morning. MyPillow helps me get a good night's sleep so I can do my job in the morning. Go to MyPillow.com right now to get deep discounts on all MyPillow products. For example, you can get my premium MyPillows regularly $69.98, now just $29.98, the lowest price ever. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Hello everyone, y'all know I'm a kid at heart. Well, here is my new favorite product, Children's Bible Story Go Anywhere My Pillows. What they have, we have the same patented fill, the same Go Anywhere pillow for that comfort and awesome sleep, but now we have stories from the Bible and scenes from the Bible. Look at here, this is the first one. This is where God creates heaven and earth. If you don't know the story, you flip it over. There it is, from day one, all the way to day seven when he rested. I mean, that's awesome, right? Okay, here's the next one. We've got five. We're going to go through all five. What's this one? Can anyone guess? Daniel in the lion's den. All this is, if you don't know the story, there it is. You read the story. You see the scene. It's awesome. Then everybody's favorite or a lot of people's favorites. Can anyone guess this one? Noah's Ark. If you don't know that story, 
where they seen the lamb with the dove, there's the story right there. I mean, that's beautiful. That's awesome. Kids love this one. Well, they love them all. But uh, here we have Jonah and the whale. Quite a story. There it is in the back. There's the story. There's Jonah right there. There's the whale. Look at that. And where it all began, we got Christmas coming, great Christmas gifts. But then you need to know the story of the baby Jesus, okay? Born on Christmas, there it is. There's the story. I want you all to use your promo code, and you're going to get 50% off. Get all five, collect all five. They make the best Christmas gifts ever. And welcome back. Welcome back to the Conservative Commandos Radio Show with George Landreth and yours truly, Rick Trader, coming to you from the MyPillow Studios of the AUN TV Network. And real quick shout out to folks who are listening to us on radio stations in Jacksonville, Tampa, and the Villages, Florida, Las Vegas, Reno, and Sparks in Nevada, Macon, Georgia, Lancaster and Pittsburgh, Boulder and Colorado Springs, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Long Beach, California, as well as the AUN Television Network in San Francisco, Sacramento, San Jose, Silicon Valley, Wine Country, Reading, and Carson City, and in Reno. Talk about our radio stations. Our guest is the gentleman responsible for getting us on those 18 radio stations, and that's our very good friend, Frank Fernuccio, who's the editor-in-chief of the New York Analysis of Policy and Government. We're discussing an article that Frank wrote, Biden's Dangerous Nuclear Gamble. Frank, uh, thank you for a lot of things, but especially for holding through that break. We appreciate your time, sir. My pleasure. uh, Frank, in your article, you wrote, Russia has the world's largest nuclear arsenal, the world's most moderate. China is rapidly increasing its atomic weapons. Hey, George, it's it's great to be number one. It's not too too bad to be number two, but we may end up being number three or four. I mean, look at the advances that Korea has made, North Korea has made. Uh, we've got Iran who wants a nuclear weapon. We uh, uh, This is putting us in very risky territory, isn't it, Frank? Yeah, it certainly is. And uh, by the way, on the Iran nuclear deal, remember that Iran and North Korea – have worked hand in glove with their nuclear and missile programs. So I don't think it's altogether beyond the pale that Iran might have a nuke or two already in hand. And doesn't it give you a great deal of confidence that Russia is negotiating on America's behalf with Iran on this nuclear deal? The nuclear deal, the original one, said that Iran could eventually build a nuclear weapon. I think 2027 was one of the dates. And then possibly earlier. The new one is said to be actually worse. What do you expect? The Russians are negotiating for us. Jeez. And what's amazing, of course, is that it seems to those in the Obama and Biden administrations, what was more important is saying that they could get a deal. Doesn't matter that the deal was bad for the United States. They just want a deal. It's very reminiscent of the first year of the Obama administration when they were negotiating with Russia on nuclear arms. And Obama gave Russia, for the first time in history, the lead in nuclear weapons. But they said they got a deal. And all their left-wing supporters went crazy how wonderful this is. We have a deal. The deal was to give Russia preeminence in nuclear weapons. We're doing the same thing with Iran. 
Frank, I gotta pick one little bone with us. You said you were saying that our our nuclear weapons were 1980 uh, technology, along with our equipment. But I gotta ask you, Frank. A lot of our nuclear arsenal right now is uh, gravity bombs. How are those gravity bombs going to? How would those gravity bombs be delivered? <laughs> Something called B fifty two. Well, I thought John what Kerry would. Yeah, John Kerry would fly over on his uh, private jet. But you're right on the B-52s. There are people in the United States Air Force today who are the grandchildren, the grandchildren of Air Force pilots in the 1950s, and they are flying the same plane that their grandfather flew in the late 1950s. Now, I'm not saying the same type of plane. I'm saying the exact same plane. I've been on Air Force bases pretty much around the country and even in places like Canada and Greenland. And there's a joke among Air Force personnel. Never stand underneath a B-52 that's flying because something is going to fall off that damn plane and might hit you in the head. Um, That's exactly where we are at this point with our nuclear arsenal. Well, you know, Frank, I've been accused of thinking a little bit too far outside the box. So when you look at Russia's nuclear buildup. How was that accomplished? I mean, talk about how that buildup was accomplished. Where did they get the money, Frank? Well, they got the money by selling energy to the West, and they got a lot more money after Biden killed American energy independence. Uh, Now, Vladimir Putin has been very blunt about this. To his credit, he's honest about this. Um, In a speech he gave, which is the equivalent of the American State of the Union address, He said that Russia would rely more and more on nuclear weapons, even in tactical combat, that the nuclear weapons that you would fire like an artillery shell sort of thing would be used, would be relied on more and more by the Russian armed forces. Putin and the Russian armed forces don't see any mystique in nuclear weapons. To them, it's just another type of bomb, another type of weapon. Um, That's why you're seeing such realistic fears by President Zelensky of Ukraine that there will be nuclear weapons used if Russia gets too far behind in their invasion. So let me follow this uh, train of thought that I have. So they're using our money, they're using the West money to build up their to build up their military, build up their nuclear weapons. Well, what about China? You have in your article, which I read, uh, uh, China is rapidly increasing its atomic weapons. Frank, where, where how's China financing that? Well, have you been to uh, any of the big box discount stores lately? And have you tried picking through any of the products that don't say made in China? That's how. By the way, there's an interesting side point about how we found out about China's nuclear weapons. It wasn't through our intelligence services per se. There was an earthquake in China a couple of years back, and it opened up an area that had all sorts of tunnels in which China was putting nuclear silos. And that's how we found out about it. A satellite took a picture of this thing, and that's when we realized what China was doing. You know, there was a a move, particularly on the part of the Obama administration, to de-emphasize human int, human intelligence. So we don't have a lot of the capabilities that we once had uh, covertly with the CIA. So we've had to rely more and more on satellites. Satellites can do certain things. They can't do other things. That's why we never found out before that earthquake about China's burgeoning nuclear arsenal. 
So, Frank, uh, Russia's getting its money from the West. China's getting its money from the West to build up their military. Can we make any connection? And you said, well, O'Biden, as I call him, O'Biden, give them the lead. Let the Russians have the, the lead on the lead on nuclear advancement. But there's no... Could we talk about Russia collusion and China collusion? Could we also, in, the, in that same paragraph, talk about the Hunter Biden deals and the big guy deals? You see where I'm getting, Frank? You see where I, I'm thinking exactly, too far exactly, outside the box? You're that exactly this is, right. That this is a quid pro quo here? All and those millions of dollars going into the O'Biden crime family from the Russians, from the Chinese, and who are getting the sweetheart deals here, Frank? You're absolutely right. You can make a direct link. But it goes even further than just the top politicians like Biden. If you look at some of the top American corporations, and Hollywood in particular, uh, which is expanding directly into China, if you look at big corporations like the NBA, um, a lot of them are intentionally silent on China's aggression uh, simply because they're making too much money and they don't want to lose out. So China is buying its way into America, lock, stock, and barrel, starting with top politicians like Joe Biden and going down to American corporations as well. Need I say anything more than Disney Shanghai? Oh, hey, Frank, got to ask you a question. You've heard of the commandos, right? Like as in the conservative commandos? Of course. You've heard of the Washington Redskins, haven't you, Frank? The great late Washington Redskins. What the heck are the the commanders? That's what I'd like to know. Maybe George can come back and tell us who are the commanders, George. <laughs> well, Frank Fernuccio. Yeah. We want to thank you so much for joining us here on the Conservative Commanders Radio Show. Frank, please tell our audience how they could follow you, your work that you do, listen to your radio show, watch your TV show. Give us the four one one of all that good information. Watch AUNTV, follow the conservative commandos, and my website directly is usagovpolicy.com. Frank Vernuccio, we want to thank you so much for joining us. Take care and God bless. Great being with you. Thank you. And you are listening to and watching the Conservative Commandos radio show with George Landreth and yours truly, Rick Trader, coming to you from the MyPillow studios of the AUNTV network. And actually, our next guest is with us. We're going to take a little break. But on the other side, Eric Cardall, he's an attorney, a special counsel with the Thomas More Society. He's going to join us to talk about Wisconsin election officials violated election law in April 2022 voting. I wonder what else they could have cheated. Well, we'll I'll ask Eric right after this break. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, inventor of MyPillow. Just like you, I had problems sleeping. I tried every pillow out there and nothing worked. 15 years ago, I invented MyPillow. It took me two years to develop because I wanted to have everything you would ever want in a pillow. I made sure that you could adjust my patented fill so you could have the exact support you need as an individual regardless of your sleep position. I also wanted a pillow that would last, so I made my pillow machine washable and dryable. I back my pillow with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Not only that, I do all my own manufacturing in my home state of Minnesota. I really like the fact that it was made in the USA. I think that USA products are a better quality product. I've tried a lot of other pillows and nothing's worked like my pillow. 
I'm interrupting this commercial right now. Retailers have canceled my pillow, and to thank you for your support, I'm going to pass the savings directly on to you. For example, you get my six-piece towel sets, regular $109.99, now only $44.98, or my pillow dog beds for as low as $19.99 with your promo code. I used to think that sheets were just sheets. I got the Giza Dream sheets. They are the most comfortable sheets I've ever had. The Go Anywhere Pillow is so easy to just roll up and take anywhere I want to go. Go Anywhere Pillow is really comfortable, so that's what I really like. It's nice and supportive, and it's nice and small. The My Pillow Topper, for the first time, has enabled me to have a cool night's sleep. I'm able to go to bed and just get rest. That's three inches of wonderful that's in the My Pillow mattress topper. It's just like a firm cloud. My Pillow helps me get a good night's sleep, so I can do my job in the morning. Go to MyPillow.com to get deep discounts, not just on my pillows, but so much more. For example, you get my six-piece towel sets, regular $109.99, now only $44.98. Or my pillow dog beds for as low as $19.99 with your promo code. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Hello everyone, you all know I'm a kid at heart. Well, here is my new favorite product, Children's Bible Story Go Anywhere My Pillows. What they have, we have the same patented fill, the same Go Anywhere pillow for that comfort and awesome sleep, but now we have stories from the Bible and scenes from the Bible. Look at here, this is the first one. This is where God creates heaven and earth. If you don't know the story, you flip it over. There it is, from day one, all the way to day seven when he rested. I mean, that's awesome, right? Okay, here's the next one. We've got five. We're going to go through all five. What's this one? Can anyone guess? Daniel in the lion's den. All this is, if you don't know the story, there it is. You read the story. You see the scene. It's awesome. Then everybody's favorite or a lot of people's favorites. Can anyone guess this one? Noah's Ark. If you don't know that story, where they seen the lamb with the dove, there's the story right there. I mean, that's beautiful. That's awesome. Kids love this one. Well, they love them all. But uh, here we have Jonah and the whale. Quite a story. There it is in the back. There's the story. There's Jonah right there. There's the whale. Look at that. Then, where it all began, we got Christmas coming, great Christmas gifts. But then you need to know the story of the baby Jesus, okay? Born on Christmas, there it is. There's the story. I want you all to use your promo code, and you're going to get 50% off. Get all five. Collect all five. They make the best Christmas gifts ever. And welcome back. Welcome back to the Conservative Commandos Radio Show with George Landreth and yours truly, Rick Trader. And we are coming to you from the MyPillow studios of the AUNTV networking. Go to MyPillow.com, MyPillow.com, but on checkout, please use our promotion code AUNTV. You help out Mike Lindell, and you help out yourself. You also help us out here, too, on Conservative Commandos. You help out Mike Lindell. You're helping a true American patriot. You're helping Mike Lindell employ Americans. You're going to save from 30 to 60%. We're going to make a few bucks, and we use that few bucks to bring terrific guests to you day in and day out. And, George, we have another one of those terrific guests with us right now. Please make that introduction. Indeed we do. 
We're really, we're really, really happy to bring Eric Cardall. He is an attorney. Um, he, he, you know, practices privately, but he's also special counsel for the Thomas More Society. For those who don't know who Thomas More is, uh, Man for All Seasons is a movie about his life, and he became really the personification of the concept of the rule of law and how important it was. But um, we're really glad to have uh, Eric here. He specializes in a lot of important issues, uh, for example, pro-life issues, family values, election integrity, and that's what we want to talk about here is election integrity. But um, so... Well, I'll just say he's also has a wide variety of experience. He's he's served in in, our, in the military for, and he retired as a captain. Um, he's also been uh, the uh, treasurer of the Republican Party of Minnesota, and the ch- past chairman of the John Adams Society. So he has been busy. So with that, Eric, welcome to the Conservative Commandos. We're glad to have you. Well, thanks for having me. It's great, George. You know. Um, We've read a lot about stuff that happened in Wisconsin, and um, and I think it's interesting as the facts start to dribble out. But it seems to me that the um, well, we've been told now for basically a year and a half that uh, there's no such thing as voter uh, fraud. It doesn't happen. It's you know any claims that. Biden received votes that weren't actually cast for him as a crazy conspiracy theory, etc. But as the facts come out, it's becoming clearer and clearer that we may not be able to count for all the votes that accounted for the victory just yet, but it seems like we're getting there. Yeah, I I think that the the work we did in Wisconsin and Thomas More Society uh, filed eight lawsuits pre-election against the Zuck Bucks, so we were very early in the game filing lawsuits in September in eight of the swing states, so September, October 2020. And uh, and we've kept working at it in Wisconsin, Michigan, and other states. And uh, now that what there's been three books written, in addition to the original eight lawsuits, uh, I've been involved in, I think, 13 post-election lawsuits uh, that are pending. Uh, there uh, there have been two, one movie's been done, rigged. There's another movie coming, 2,000 Mules. And so, yeah, I mean, the, it's almost like the movies and the messaging are, are ahead of the fact development, but the fact development is coming. But basically, every time we develop more facts, we find out that the original theories were correct. And so, so it's really a strange thing. I mean, it's just like, well, I saw one guy come to one of my meetings. He had a, a T-shirt, you know, I need some new conspiracy, conspiracy theories. All my previous ones were proven correct. <laughs> and yeah. so with respect to election integrity, that's kind of the issue. So uh, now the Green Bay filing is interesting because it was April 5, 2022, awfully late in the game. I mean, uh, the Wisconsin establishment and media and the national media have been echoing this message, perfect election, nothing to see here. But then here in the clerk's office, we have three observers who are not allowed to videotape because that's against the rules of the Wisconsin Election Commission. I don't know why, but but anyway, so they can't videotape, but they make objections to the clerk uh, accepting multiple uh, absentee ballots from individual voter, and Wisconsin law says that uh, you have to personally deliver your ballot to the clerk's office, an obvious violation, and, uh, and the clerk claimed a discretion that she didn't have, accepted the multiple ballots from the absentee voters, 
they went to the, the, the right thing. They went to the city attorney's office, but the deputy city attorney backed the clerk up on this discretion. So then we filed the claim. It's going to be processed. But you know, it's so wonderful. You think about it. Like this, these are the same people that took the Zuck Bucks in Green Bay. You know, just like they did in Kenosha, Racine, Milwaukee, Madison. But in Green Bay, you know, Green Bay is a wonderful place to live, a wonderful place to work. And with respect to Clerk Celestine Jeffries, her commitment to violating the law, definitely above average. <laughs> uh, a, so so you, you see, it, 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 the people in Green Bay, they don't want their clerk violating the law. They don't. Oh, That's why you. in the recent a- April 5th, 2022 elections, election integrity was on the ballot, and election integrity proponents won a majority on the Common Council. That's yeah. a beautiful thing. That people yeah. d- people are going to vote based on election integrity, and so we're very happy about the the results in Green Bay. But they are very close, and so the, one of the elections was by eleven votes. So do you really want whether the clerk is going to follow or violate the law, determining election outcomes? And Green Bay, the the people rank and file people, say no. Now, now one thing uh, I like to tell people, George, is that you know you and me, we graduated from election integrity kindergarten at least right yeah. and so what happens here is that the the, the liberals the progressives they say you you clerks in the red red cities in wisconsin you guys you should follow the law you know you, you when you're in the clerk's office right. you can only take the ballot from that person personally delivered right. but we in the blue cities the blue clerks uh, we can take multiple ballots from voters because we don't want to deprive anyone of their vote right to vote well <laughs> we're not in kindergarten anymore guys Hey, progressives, clerks, we're, we're, we're woken up to the truth now. Yeah, we know, we understand those arguments aren't fair. They're not just, but they we're still hearing those arguments. And, uh, you know, it's really just a violation of law. It's, it violates all the oaths that these uh, clerks have taken. But the big problems in Wisconsin are those five cities run by those five clerks. And the people in those cities, they don't want it either. So we're, yeah. we're in the super majority on this issue. It's interesting because I think when you look at uh, election integrity, um, everybody should actually want that because part of an election, if we go back in time before we had elections, the way we decided public policy was the group of people that had the biggest clubs or the most swords or spears were the ones who got to decide what public policy was. And I'm not sure we really want to go back to that, but if you if one side or the other becomes the conclusion that it's all a sham and it's not real, then there's really no reason to accept the results. Why not just go back to the way we used to do things? At least then you know you knew for a fact who the real winner was. You know, it was kind of hard to dispute. And uh, I'm not advocating that. I'm saying that would be the tragedy. And that's why I think voters who are reasonable, no matter what their politics are, say, yeah, I'd kind of like to have elections mean something. I'd like to be confident. When I win, I want to know I won. When I lose, I want to be confident I lost. And as opposed to what we have now, which is this system where basically, you know, it's just who knows? Yeah, no, I think that's right, George. I think uh, one of the challenges is that, as I even mentioned my experience in, in bringing lawsuits against the government, I've had approximately 300 appeals. So when you when someone says they're an appellate attorney, you ask them, well, how many appeals you've had? And it's a way to check the volume. Mm-hmm. So, so that, that'd probably be in the top 10 in any state. 
the yeah. 300. And so, so the, the point here is that what, what, what is the problem? Why in this progressive silo, we have this ideology going that's so Machiavellian that they would violate the law to get what they want, right? Pretty short-sighted. How much money would it take to get the election officials in the in the big cities and the swing states to violate the law? Well, now we know hundreds yeah. of millions of dollars, <laughs> yeah. bucks, right? Zuckbucks, and so, yeah. so I think that's part. But here's the thing: these are really educated people in the progressive silo we're talking about, right. and uh, they know how to read laws, like the clerk Celestine Jeffries in Green Bay, mm-hmm. that authorize their powers very, very well. They, yeah. they read them so well, but when it comes to legal texts that limit their powers, not so much. Yeah, so much. So, so Can't the limit of the power that. here is Celestine Jeffries. It says you can only accept the clerk's office a ballot that's personally delivered, and so she 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 doesn't read it because that's what it says. Right. She interprets it in an atextual way, and, and so what are the citizens of Green Bay to think? It, yeah. What Celestine Jeffries, you're defending your atextual interpretation of the law limiting your discretion to receive multiple ballots from an individual voter in the clerk's office. And, and that's where we're at. I mean, in the military, you get booted out for something like this. Come on, uh, corporal, you can't read the rule that way. You know, it's, it's atextual. There's nothing in there that says you can do it. It says, you, in fact, it says you can't do it. Right. And that's exactly what, uh, and so that's, and then, and then the problem, of course, for us, is that it's not only happening in the clerk's office in Green Bay, but it's happening in every jurisdiction, in every subject area. When the progressives have control, that they don't follow the limitations on their power, they exceed them. You see, so there, there's the seed. You know, that's yeah. the philosophical error. That's where the progressivism sort of over for democracy yeah. is completely situational. They're for democracy when, it, when it's for them. When it and, suits and, them, yeah. And we we get taken advantage of so much in these situations. And so part of the litigation's purpose is to expose people to be critical of this type of approach to the law, because the laws that limit the government need to be followed just like the laws that authorize the government. Right. No, that's ve- our, our founders were pretty clear on that point. Uh, if you look at read the Constitution, it's far more t- uh, words are spent limiting the power of government than authorizing the power of government. But... Um, but anyhow, I wanted to ask just one quick question, and that is, um, when you look at this whole question of the Zuckbucks and what went on there, I find it curious that he, for example, says initially that it, he didn't do anything wrong and that what he did was perfectly normal. He was just trying to you know, promote election uh, confidence and get out the vote and these kinds of things. But now I remember reading recently, he said, but I won't do it again. So I'm trying to figure out how do you jive those statements because, you know, like if you were out feeding the homeless and, and, you know, there's nothing wrong with that, right? But then why would you ever promise? But I'll never do that again, I promise. I won't do that next tomorrow. I'll make sure those homeless people are hungry tomorrow. So I'm trying to figure out which statement was true in terms of, you know. I I think the the money came with the safe voting plans Mm -hmm. and the safe voting plan that best reveals uh, the true intent of the Center for Tech and Civic Life Zuckerberg funding to the cities is the Wisconsin Safe Voting Plan, a 21-page document between the five cities and Zuckerberg's nonprofit Center for Tech and Civic Life. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing in there really about COVID. It's all about increasing absentee ballot and in-person voting opportunities for residents of those cities, even targeted 
neighborhoods. Yeah. And so that, that's that's unconstitutional. In fact, there's an Obama case out of uh, Ohio, 2012, that read the Equal Protection Clause against a, a preference for military voters. They got three extra days to vote in person as unconstitutional because it's a violation of the Equal Protection Clause to get a set of voters increased voting opportunities as opposed to other voters. So that's different than the normal suppress the voter type. It's giving right. a benefit to a voter. So if it's good enough for Obama, it should be good enough for Zuckerberg. You'd think, but uh, consistency isn't really something the left's real good at. <laughs> no, and, I, and I, I think that's it. But I, the one thing about the pressure you see is that, uh, particularly in Wisconsin, they have a very good election bribery statute. And so the election bribery statute basically says, uh, our interpretation is that uh, municipal officials cannot take money to induce people to go to the polls or to vote. And it seems like a common sense interpretation. So if you or I went to the Green Bay clerk and said, here's $1,000, we want those people over there to vote. Well, they can't take the money in Wisconsin because that'd be election bribery. And Zuckerberg did that with 8.8 .8 million in the five cities. And we have a 21-page agreement to show it. So, you know, it's like, okay, the little guys, we're going to get prosecuted for violating the laws, even the little laws. And these big people, when they violate the laws in a big way, they don't seem to get prosecuted, you know. And, and this is right. part of uh, why the ordinary people are getting upset and we see a little different, uh, I think, honoriness yeah. in the rank and file. That makes sense. If Rick and I were to do this, I have a feeling we'd be in trouble. But if Zuck does it, it's, it's all good, right? But we've got to take a quick break here, Eric. So I'm glad you can stick around because I know there's more to discuss. I know Rick wants to get in on the conversation as well. But to our viewers and listeners, this is the Conservative Commandos. I'm George Landreth. My co-host is the one and only Rick Trader. And our guest, Eric Cardall. We will be right back. So don't go away. Hello, I'm Mike Vindell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. When I got MyPillow, I'm asleep almost immediately. I stay asleep at night and I wake up more well-rested in the morning. That's why I invented MyPillow. My patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs and helps keep your neck supported and aligned. I'm interrupting this commercial right now. Retailers have canceled my pillow. And to thank you for your support, I'm going to pass the savings directly on to you. Go to MyPillow.com right now to get deep discounts on all my pillow products. For example, you can get my premium my pillows regularly $69.98, now just $29.98, the lowest price ever. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Hello, everyone. You all know I'm a kid at heart. Well, here is my new favorite product, Children's Bible Story Go Anywhere My Pillows. What they have, we have the same patented fill, the same Go Anywhere pillow for that comfort and awesome sleep. But now we have stories from the Bible and scenes from the Bible. Look at here. This is the first one. This is where God creates heaven and earth. If you don't know the story, you flip it over. There it is, from day one all the way to day seven when he rested. I mean, that's awesome, right? Okay, here's the next one. We've got five. We're going to go through all five. What's this one? Can anyone guess? Daniel in the lion's den. All this is, if you don't know the story, there it is. You read the story. You see the scene. It's awesome. Then everybody's favorite, or a lot of people's favorites, 
continuing against this one, Noah's Ark. If you don't know that story, where they seen the land with the dove, there's the story right there. I mean, that's beautiful. That's awesome. Kids love this one. Well, they love them all. But uh, here we have Jonah and the whale. Quite a story. There it is in the back. There's the story. There's Jonah right there. There's the whale. Look at that. Then, where it all began, we got Christmas coming, great Christmas gifts. But then you need to know the story of the baby Jesus, okay? Born on Christmas, there it is. There's the story. I want you all to use your promo code, and you're going to get 50% off. Get all five, collect all five. They make the best Christmas gifts ever. And thank you for staying with us. This is the Conservative Commandos Radio Show with George Landreth and yours truly, Rick Trader. And once again, I want to give a shout out to folks who are listening to us on radio stations in Jacksonville, Tampa, and the Villages, Florida, Las Vegas, Reno, and Sparks in Nevada, Macon, Georgia, Lancaster and Pittsburgh, Boulder in Colorado, Colorado Springs, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Long Beach, California, and also seen on the AUN television network in San Francisco, Sacramento, San Jose, Silicon Valley, Wine Country, Reading, and in Carson City and in Reno. Our Cardell is our guest. He's a special counsel for the St. Thomas More Society. And uh, we're discussing Wisconsin election officials violated election laws in spring of 2022. And several voters reported watching Celestine Jeffries, the city clerk of Green Bay, Wisconsin, accepting multiple absentee ballots. Ark, we want to thank you for holding through that break. We appreciate your time. Ark, is this just the tip of the iceberg? Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, I, I mentioned in the earlier segment that we have a, a, a 12, 12 or 13 lawsuits going right now. We're going to file another one in a week. That's why I'm a little bit off. But the, the last two were about uh, the, the left is uh, saying that uh, there's no problem in the nursing homes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Gamble report indicated they're incredibly high registered resident voting rates in the nursing homes. And then we found uh, that with respect to even wards under guardianship orders, that they're they're voting in the nursing homes. And so they have no vote guardianship orders. And and we were interviewing people. We found that two of them, one in Outagagan County and Dane County, caused us to do an investigation. And sure enough, there are wards under no vote guardianship orders. And so in the first instance, you know, the nursing home should stop the voting, right? But clearly, when there's a government document, a court order saying this person shouldn't vote, then the Wisconsin Election Commission and the municipal clerk should stop them from being registered and voting. Then even though Gableman complained, they were registered to vote and sent absentee ballots for the April 5, 2022 election a couple weeks ago. And it's just extraordinary. Then we did further investigation. The Wisconsin Election Commission barely keeps track of who's under a a guardianship order, a no-vote guardianship order. For the city of Milwaukee, there was only one, one in the city of Milwaukee, a ward under guardianship. Is, is Milwaukee a place where it's a land of milk and honey? No one gets dementia, no one's brain injured. You know, and, I, and I love the elderly people and I hate when they get abused like this. This is like exploitation, first rate exploitation. You know, Let's, uh, I'm gonna go in there and vote for that person who's under a guardianship order. A uh, total across the state, they had 802 people listed uh, most of the people were in uh, conservative counties where the clerks insisted on properly recording it. 
So yeah, I mean, I would say there's probably based on the conservative county ratios, probably four or five, six thousand wards under guardianship order, orders statewide. And you know, those are you know, conservatives aren't going to vote elderly people, <laughs> but the progressives would. You know, it's just part of their the nature, I and mean, they're they're willing to violate the law in order to get what they want. And so again, we can't be tricked anymore into this idea. You follow the law, and you shouldn't complain when we violate the law. It's just, I mean, uh, that's what the left has come to, and someone has to call their, uh, their, their their misrepresentation. Now, generally, you know, I'm not about calling out my fellow citizens. Uh, what I'm, I'm about is calling out the government when they follow that kind of thinking, because the government needs to follow the law, I, and we'll deal with the citizens differently. Yeah, if the government doesn't follow the law, who does? Um, what can you tell us about Celestine Jeffries? Is there a backstory behind her? Yeah, yeah, that's a great, great question. Uh, Celestine Jeffries uh, came through Mayor Genrick, who's a former uh, General Assembly House member in Wisconsin. He, in fact, uh, was uh, in the House just like the other two mayors, Mayor Atrium in, uh, in Kenosha and Mayor Mason in Racine. So those are the three mayors who are working together with the mayors of Milwaukee and Madison to get this deal done. Uh, very liberal, very progressive, uh, and they, they were the ones that put the deal together. In fact, the city of Racine got a $100,000 check from CTCL to apply for the grant. And, and they, they got the $100,000 from Center for Tech and Civil like Zuckerberg money. Then they doled out you know 10000 to each of the other four cities and kept 60 for itself. And then that was the seed money for the grant application. So have you ever heard of that before? Paying someone to apply? Yeah, normally you just apply, right? And right. so they, they, they were recruited to apply and then they have the 21 page safe voting plan. So Celestine Jeffries, uh, like uh, Vicki Selkow in the Racine office, were recruited into the mayor's offices of Green Bay and Racine respectively. And they were supercharged uh, you know, people coming in to help run the elections. But the clerk is appointed to run the election. So uh, Chris Teske had already been appointed Green Bay. She's a straight arrow. She's an election integrity hero. And so what happened was that uh, the power that the mayor's office got from signing the grant agreement with CTCL was leveraged by Celestine Jeffries to basically force the, the city-appointed clerk, Chris Teske, out. So she went on leave. Uh, it was like seven days before the 2020 election because she, there was nothing left for her to do. And she complained administratively about the harassment. She wasn't allowed to do her job and so forth. Now, she's moved on to uh, uh, another clerk's job. But the point is, Celestine Jeffries elbowed her way into the clerk's office, fueled by Zuckerbucks and a mayor who was basically empowered by the Zuckerbucks. Remember, the money from the Zuckerbucks was the mayor signed off on that. So that gave the mayors and Center for Tech and Civic Life and its nonprofit partners, great influence and power over the election process. Like a school district, when they sign with a general contractor to build a school building, that general contractor walks around the school uh, district like they own the place because they're building a school building. Well, with this $8.8 million, you know, in Green Bay, that was like $30 a voter. But, uh, you know, so with all that money, you know, Center for Tech and Civic Life and its nonprofit partners including Michael Spitzer Rubenstein of National Voted Home Institute and Celestine Jeffries, the mayor's office, were walking around like they own the election process, 
even though under Wisconsin law, it's supposed to be the clerk. Eric, let's go back for a minute. Let's talk about Zuckerberg. We talked about several pieces of it. But for someone who's just maybe watching the Conservative Commander's radio show for the very first time and haven't heard our discussion about Zuckerbucks in the past, how would you explain it to them? Tell us what the Zuckerbucks were all about. Well, I, I think that Mr. Zuckerberg hired a former Obama advisor, David Plouffe, and there are other uh, Democratic strategists involved, and they developed a plan, or they had a plan on the shelf that they had developed to uh, fund uh, big cities in swing states to get out the vote. So they were going to fund election administration departments to increase in-person and absentee voting opportunities for residents in targeted neighborhoods. It was a combined public-private effort. There were a dozen or more nonprofits involved. Uh, There's a just a ton of money. Like I was mentioning, in the, the Wisconsin's five largest cities, it was twenty up to thirty dollars per voter. And when you have that much money in the system, it was basically inducing people to vote. You, you get results. And I don't know if you saw Professor Lott's study, but he he, he has a peer-reviewed article is published now comparing neighboring uh, precincts. One in the jurisdiction funded by Zuckerberg, one in precinct but not. And there's a huge statistical difference uh, with respect to absentee ballot voting rates and general voting rates. And so it worked. Of course, they're going to spend hundreds of millions of dollars. It's going to work. And uh, so it, it, it uh, affected the outcome of the 2020 elections. And so Zuckbucks was a $350 million scheme to fund election officials to influence election outcomes. Now, you had mentioned uh, or George had mentioned earlier, well, do we have any evidence with respect to, you know, what do people think about this? Well, now, according to Capital uh, Research, Center for Capital Research and Foundation for Government Accountability, 18 states since the 2020 election have banned uh, private funds going to election administration. That's a huge victory. And I need to mention, in Wisconsin, we had two bans on Zuckbuck bills pass. And Governor Evers in 2021-2022 has vetoed both of them. The state legislature has passed a proposed constitutional amendment it's going through that process. But with all that bad news because of Governor Evers, did the Wisconsin voters give up? No. Uh, last uh, week, Walworth County was the first county in, in Wisconsin to pass a Zuckbuck ban ordinance. And the other counties are going to copy it. And the, the cities are considering it with the recent election victories in Green Bay. Even the Green Bay Common Council is considering it. They had a they had a policy committee meeting today. So we're so we now we've got what eighteen states banning Zuckbucks in one Wisconsin county, but we're going to start counting and build them up, and we'll get there because this kind of thinking it only makes sense to the progressives in their silo. To the rest of us, just follow the election laws, man. Eric, you mentioned a couple movies uh, that were that have come out about election fraud. Uh, one is rigged; the other is Two Thousand Mules. Now, I have not seen either movie, but I have seen the the trailer for Two Thousand Mules. And in this trailer, they've been able to document this one particular individual who visited twenty three of these boxes, these remote boxes. A total of 55 times, each time throwing handfuls of ballots into the boxes. Now, I would consider that a, a crime. But what I'm getting at is, because Zuckerberg was behind all this, 
because it was his money to do it. Can RICO statutes be brought into call to possibly go up the chain even to Zuckerberg himself? Yeah, I think that's that's a that's a good legal question. I appreciate it. Uh, the the um, even the RICO claims though would be helped, and I think they are viable. They're possible, but they're helped by winning these skirmishes uh, in the court. For example, well, that's uh, how they brought down the mafia, you know, through through the uh, racketeering, uh, through the RICO laws, and they they use the racket, the RICO laws to get the top guys. So when you look at when you look at the the Zuckerberg Zuckerberg case, I mean, who's at the very top? But Jeffrey Zuckerberg, he's the godfather of this thing. Well, that's right. And, and so what the the progressives are so clever about this. Let me give you an example. Of what I was thinking about was that in Wisconsin, the which Waukesha County Circuit Court has said the Apstee ballot drop boxes that were that were purchased with Zuckerberg money. The Wisconsin Safe Voting Plan identified $216,500 for absentee ballot drop boxes in those five cities. So think about that, okay? So so that's a lot of drop boxes. And then you have the Washington County Circuit Court saying they were legally unauthorized or illegal. So now the Wisconsin Supreme Court, a preliminary order, said that they couldn't be used in the April 2022 election. And so then we're proceeding with litigation saying that's election bribery for someone to walk into the city hall and say, I'm going to buy absentee ballot drop boxes as long as you use them, even though we all know they're illegal. But here's the where the progressive uh, ideological thinking comes in is they're saying and I've had the reporters actually through their talking points uh, uh, echo this to me. Uh, the Wisconsin State Journal, for example. Well, Eric. Just because the judge said it was illegal in 2022 doesn't make it illegal for November 2020. In fact, it's legal in 2020 until the judge says it's illegal. Now, in your Law 101 class, that doesn't work, right? Because the statute hasn't changed. The statute says you have to put it in a U.S. postal box or personally deliver it to a clerk in the clerk's office. There's no absentee ballot drop boxes allowed. It looks like the Wisconsin Supreme Court, they had the hearing a, a couple weeks ago, they'll decide that the absentee ballot drop boxes or confirm are illegal. But the point is, what do you do with that sort of progressive thinking? I mean, that's like the, the thinking of a criminal defense lawyer. And I love criminal defense lawyers, but when I see the side, you're not guilty till you're convicted. I think of the government officials, that's how they're acting now. You, you can violate the law until the judge says it's illegal. Well, that, that's not going to work. I mean, that's not how a country works. I mean, even the Prophet Amos told us in Chapter 5 that, you know, you got to fight like heck if your culture is going down. But if the judge can't render justice, then you're okay to stay at home and pray. Because, you know, those judges have to protect us. They need to protect us from a government that retaliates, is retributive, and so forth. And so for the, the, these progressives to say, we're going to rely on the courts, well... That's that's hardly a strategy for working with your neighbor, right? And it's not democratic. And so we're in big trouble because of where those folks want to take us. And so George had made the point earlier, you know, about this type of thinking uh, in the election integrity area. But it's the same type of thinking in each of the subject areas. And for us to point it out is, you know, part of that process of sort of getting rid of it. 
and, and building a nation which we can be proud of. But right now we're in a tenuous situation because you're talking to me and, you know, these are the government officials violating laws. So where do you go but the courts, right? right. So it's about, really, we're in a country where the most important thing the courts do is defend the people against the government violating law? No? Yeah, we are. That's our country now. It used to be like contract cases or property cases were the most important. But now we got to get use the courts to stop the government from violating the law. Crazy. All right, all right, all right, I know we've uh, kept you as long as we said we would, but you have time for another question or two. Sure. A couple more questions. That'd be great. Let's talk about 2022-2024. Have enough things been done to protect our elections this coming November and in two years from this November? Oh, absolutely not. Uh, you know, it's, it's it's absolutely crazy. And the um, even though Zuckerberg said he's not going to fund Center for Tech and Civic Life, other people are funding other organizations to do the same thing. There's Executive Order 14019, where President Biden announced that without any congressional enactment, that he was going to use the federal agencies to turn out the vote in the states, increase registration and so forth. So that needs to be challenged. So it's basically Biden bucks. Instead Do we have time to challenge you for 2024 or, or even 2022? Uh, no, it's, the courts take too long. I mean, they're so far ahead of us, and, and we're going to have to really, really fight, and we're going to have to get into the, the, the trenches with respect to lobbying. It's great that 16, 18 states have banned Zuck Bucks, but all of them haven't. And, and it's, it's great that, uh, you know, some counties are doing it, but all the counties haven't. So it's just a ton of, of work. And, you know, a lot of this work has to be shared. Uh, you're doing the messaging part. That's great. Maybe you guys do some investigation. There needs to be courtroom lawyering. There needs to be lobbying. And the people on the right have to work together much more effectively. And the big word, I think, is, you know, we need to look at it as a, like a project or many projects. And we need to have some administration. We need people to stand up and say, Hey, these projects need to be administered. I mean, when when when, Zuck, when the Zuckbuck legislation passes in 18 states, that means I don't need to do the courtroom lawyering. Thank well, God. Uh, courtroom Jeffrey, expensive. <laughs> Jeffrey, I'm going to uh, tread on uh, rather thin ground here. I know you're an officer of the court. George being an attorney is also. But I don't – I speculate that things are not going to change as long as the left, the Democrat Party – are benefiting by the laws of today. So therefore I say what's good for the goose should be good for the gander that unless Republicans start to use the same tactics that Democrats are using, nothing's going to change. And the only thing that is going to create change is that Democrats can no longer benefit from the laws as they are now. That when they're more of an advantage for the Republicans, for the Democrats, then the Democrats will come out and clamor for clean, fair elections, for things like voter ID. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I've fallen through that thin crust of the earth. Well, you know, basically, you know, I, I've come to an agreement with that proposition with respect to tactics, strategy, you know, even the dark arts of postmodern linguistics, all that stuff is fair. But I think the tradition uh, that broadly understood that I represent is, um, you know, we ordinary language has a lot of meaning. So like the words father, mother, son, daughter, family, community, 
And I'm not going to let an expert or elite tell me what that means. And by the way, most of the people in the country agree with us on that. The common sense, again, we're not going to let experts and, and, and elites tell us that something that's illogical is logical. So we're going to stand up to that. And then finally, you know, uh, uh, there's a belief in these religious traditions broadly understood. This aggressive secularism has to stop. We're drawing a line in the sand. No more. No more attacking religion. No more of this aggressive secularism in the public schools. Yeah, we're getting tired of it. In Marshall, Minnesota, for example, uh, we want a settlement against the school there. It was the first set the Thomas More Society did. The first settlement agreement where a gay pride flag flying over the school, basically in the cafeteria, was taken down. It was just it was a violated viewpoint neutrality. The, the U.S. flag and the gay pride flag, that's it? Oh, come on. I mean, yeah, they say it's equal. No, it's not. It's, it's, it's one worldview. And there are I've many, many seen- worldviews. You know, I've been to the beaches of Normandy. I've been to Antietam. I've been to Gettysburg. I've been to, I've been to Mammoth. I've been to Saratoga. I never saw the gay flag on those battlefields. Eric Cardell, uh, St. Thomas More Society Special Counsel. Eric, tell us a little bit about St. Thomas More and how people can find out more about your work and the work of the St. Thomas More Society. Right, but thomasmoresociety.org, it's a great organization. It's a national law firm, premier law firm for the proactive right, and we're really trying to coordinate uh, efforts, uh, litigation, lobbying, messaging, so forth, and subject areas of abortion, uh, parental rights, uh, the issue of uh, religious liberty, and now election integrity. We're, We're very proud of what we accomplished, but we've also found just how much work there is to do. And so if you can support us anyway, we appreciate it. Website? Uh, ThomasMoreSociety.org. ThomasMoreSociety.org. And our account, can our listeners and viewers follow you? Uh, uh, ThomasMoreSociety.org is doing a great job. And then uh, I just follow, follow the, the site, and we're, it's, it's wonderful. All right, Cardell, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate your time. Take care, and God bless. And you are listening to and watching the Conservative Commandos Radio Show with George Landreth and yours truly, Rick Trader, coming to you from the MyPillow Studios of the AUN-TV Network. Don't go anywhere. George and I will be back with more news and commentary right after this break. Thank you, Eric. Thank you. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest-growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. When I got MyPillow, I'm asleep almost immediately. I stay asleep at night, and I wake up more well-rested in the morning. That's why I invented MyPillow. My patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs and helps keep your neck supported and aligned. I'm interrupting this commercial right now. Retailers have canceled my pillow. And to thank you for your support, I'm going to pass the savings directly on to you. For example, you get my six-piece towel sets, regular $109.99, now only $44.98. Or my pillow dog beds for as low as $19.99 with your promo code. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Hello everyone, you all know I'm a kid at heart. Well, here is my new favorite product, Children's Bible Story Go Anywhere My Pillows. 
what they have, we have the same patented pillow, the same go anywhere pillow for that comfort and awesome sleep, but now we have stories from the Bible and scenes from the Bible. Look at here, this is the first one. This is where God creates heaven and earth. If you don't know the story, you flip it over. There it is, from day one all the way to day seven when he rested. I mean, that's awesome, right? Okay, here's the next one. We've got five. We're going to go through all five. What's this one? Can anyone guess? Daniel in the lion's den. All this is, if you don't know the story, there it is. You read the story. You see the scene. It's awesome. Then everybody's favorite or a lot of people's favorites. Can anyone guess this one? Noah's Ark. If you don't know that story where they seen the land with the dove, there's the story right there. I mean, that's beautiful. That's awesome. Kids love this one. Well, they love them all. But uh, here we have Jonah and the whale. Quite a story. There it is in the back. There's the story. There's Jonah right there. There's the whale. Look at that. Then, where it all began, we got Christmas coming, great Christmas gifts. But then you need to know the story of the baby Jesus. Okay? Born on Christmas. There it is. There's the story. I want you all to use your promo code, and you're going to get 50% off. Get all five. Collect all five. They make the best Christmas gifts ever. And welcome back. Welcome back to the Conservative Commandos Radio Show with George Landreth and yours truly, Rick Trader, coming to you from the MyPillow Studios of the AUN of the AUN TV network. And again, go to MyPillow.com, MyPillow.com, or call 800-797-7893, for listeners and viewers out there who don't like to order over the line. There is that toll-free number. But either way, use our promotion code, AUN TV. And when you do that, a lot of good things happen. Number one, you're going to get Mike Lindell's products at a greatly reduced price of 30 to 60% or more. You're going to be helping Mike Lindell out because Mike Lindell and his companies, they're under attack. Why? Because he's an American conservative patriot. Uh, big box stores, retailers, and even now the banking industry is attacking Mike. And, you know, when you help Mike, you also help Mike employ Americans, which is a good thing. And you're also helping us here at Conservative Commanders because we do get a commission. And that helps us bring you great guests and brings you this program and all the shows on the AUN TV network. So, again, it's MyPillow.com, MyPillow.com, promotion code AUNTV, or call 800-797-7893, 800-797-7893. So, George, you got a little two-minute thingy for us? We do. I think it's interesting to see... Um if you look at election uh, polling data, what you see is that some key demographics for the Democratic Party are in de- rapid decline. For example, normally, uh, young kind of college age and shortly after college age voters, you know, under 35 type voters, are often, they lean to the left, right? But what they're finding right now is that polling suggests that they're, that group is very disenchanted with Joe Biden's Democratic Party. So they are working very hard to come up with student loan forgiveness as a bribe to essentially to affluent people in this age group 
to say, vote for us because we'll pay you to vote for us. This is the modern left. They are horrible. Everything they do touches, everything they touch turns to garbage, turns to, you know, fecal matter. But their goal is we got to somehow save ourselves from the uh, wrath of the voters, so we'll pay you to vote for us. And I just, I find it, I think it's correct to refer to that as a bribe. I don't know that it's going to work. Maybe it'll work for some. But for a lot of folks, um, I think they're going to look at that and just go, I'd actually like a better economy more than I'd like for you to forgive my debt. Because forgiving my debt helps me this year. It doesn't help me forever. And I'm young enough, I actually want to plan for the long run. Well, George, I, I think you're a little bit more optimistic than I am about this. I think it'll work. I mean, yeah. you look at the black community. The black community is fully entrenched in the Democrat Party. Why? Because instead of voting mm-hmm. for freedom, they vote for free things. Yeah. And uh, please don't call me a racist on this. I'm just looking at the facts again, once again. As I said earlier today, Philadelphia hasn't had a Republican a mayor since 1950. When you look at the state of Philadelphia, New York, of Chicago, of Los, uh, Los Angeles, these, these Democrat-run hellholes, these garbage pits, they continue to elect Democrat after Democrat after Democrat. Look at Washington, D.C. Remember the, the, the mayor they had that was a, a cocaine addict? He went to jail, come out of jail, guess what? They elected him again. Are things any better in Washington, D.C.? I don't think so. It's full of crime, it's full of drugs, it's full of poverty, but they keep on electing. Why? Because they're giving a few free morsels out there. the schools still stink, too. Yeah, well, you may be right. What I find interesting, though, is, is that these student loan forgiveness plans will disproportionately benefit the wealthy, the affluent. Um, There's a number of studies that show that. uh, Some of them are even left-leaning studies. There you go again, George. The devil's in the details. But when these things are out there pitched, those devils in these details are never talked about. Oh, we're going to forgive your student debt. Guess what? They'll get that vote. They'll continue to get that vote, especially from the young who are reluctant to vote for a Republican anyway, I think it's uh, probably a very good strategy for Democrats. I mean, they're bankrupt in every way. So you look at the polls, it's expected to be a huge red wave this year. What can the Democrats do other than give out promises, you know, write those checks, they know that they'll never have to cash. Well, and what it shows you is that the level of, of corruption that exists, because they're basically using your money and my money and our viewers and our listeners' money to buy votes for themselves. So it's bad enough if they're buying votes with their own money, but they're stealing from us and then using our money to buy votes. I, these people ought to go to prison, quite frankly. Joe Biden is a criminal. This is criminal. Well, it is criminal, but you know, it's it's an effective tactic. You know, G- G- George, look at the Wuhan flu free money. Okay, everybody was so happy because they were getting six hundred dollars, seven hundred dollars, 
Uh, $1,400. But you know what that $1,400 is going to end up costing? About $11,000. Yeah. You're going to get $1,400, but in the end, it's going to cost you $11,000. Our friend Stephen Moore, economist, come up with those facts that the average the average family will get fourteen hundred dollars but in turn in due in the long run it's going to cost them an additional eleven thousand dollars yeah not a good deal what people were no one turned that money down did they george yeah but you know the left has the little guy you know they got their back man it's like no they're stabbing them in the back well, stabbing again, them in the back. It's a it's a tried and tested a tactic that they use. I don't think they're going to stop, and I think that, uh, uh, you know, George, conservatives. Again, I, I've spoken about this before. Conservatives and Republicans, uh, they love three groups: women, youth, and minority. Every time a poll comes out, yeah, blacks are going to vote for Republicans, they go crazy. Yeah, women are going to vote for Republicans, they go crazy. Uh, uh, Youth are going to vote for Republicans, they go crazy. But until I see it in in voting results, that's when I believe it. That's when I believe it. Hey, George, we we had a couple of great guests today. We really did, as we always do. <laughs> um, really enjoyed our conversation with Eric Cardall. He, of course, is the attorney that works on voter integrity issues and is an expert in that area with the um, Thomas More Society. And just a really interesting conversation about how that all played out. And uh, and I just I think it's important we understand because the media f- is going to and I don't mean us media, I'm talking about the lamestream media. The lamestream media is going to tell you that there's no such thing as voter fraud. The, the, the people who talk about voter integrity, it's a dog whistle, blah, 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 all that crazy stuff. And I think our conversation with Eric proves that the facts don't make that even remotely plausible. And then we had Frank Vernuccio, of course, and we talked with Frank, uh, a very interesting conversation about essentially the risk of nuclear warfare and what's happened in the last you know year and a half to two years that have made nuclear war something we talk about again. It used to be kind of a forgotten topic and uh, one of theoretical interest, but nobody was really worried about it. All of a sudden now, people are worried about it, and they probably ought to be. You have Putin threatening nuclear attack and things like that. Um, and this didn't used to happen. Thank you, Joe Biden. Let's go, Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Hey, George, Frontiers of Freedom. What can people find out there? Well, we have a lot of stuff at Frontiers of Freedom. Our website is ff.org, ff.org. You can follow me as well, uh, various social media things using my name, George Landreth, G. Landreth, something like that. Uh, Easy enough. All right. But for right now, we are out of time. We got to run and we got to go. Take care. God bless. And we will see you tomorrow on TV and on radio. Okay, I haven't heard back from Frank yet. Okay.
Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, inventor of my pillow. Just like you, I had problems sleeping. I tried every pillow out there and nothing worked. 15 years ago, I invented my pillow. It took me two years to develop because I wanted to have everything you would ever want in a pillow. I made sure that you could adjust my patented fill so you could have the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of your sleep position. I also wanted a pillow that would last, so I made my pillow machine washable and dryable. I back my pillow with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Not only that, I do all my own manufacturing in my home state of Minnesota. I really like the fact that it was made in the USA. I think that USA products are a better quality product. I've tried a lot of other pillows, and nothing's worked like my pillow. I'm interrupting this commercial right now. Retailers have canceled my pillow, and to thank you for your support, I'm going to pass the savings directly on to you. For example, you get my six-piece towel sets, regular $109.99, now only $44.98, or my pillow dog beds for as low as $19.99 with your promo code. I used to think that sheets were just sheets. I got the Giza Dream sheets. They are the most comfortable sheets I've ever had. The Go Anywhere Pillow is so easy to just roll up and take anywhere I want to go. Go Anywhere Pillow is really comfortable, so that's what I really like. It's nice and supportive, and it's nice and small. The My Pillow Topper, for the first time, has enabled me to have a cool night's sleep. I'm able to go to bed and just get rest. That's three inches of wonderful that's in the My Pillow mattress topper. It's just like a firm cloud. My Pillow helps me get a good night's sleep, so I can do my job in the morning. Go to MyPillow.com to get deep discounts, not just on my pillows, but so much more. For example, you get my six-piece towel sets, regular $109.99, now only $44.98. Or my pillow dog beds for as low as $19.99 with your promo code. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com.